Chapter 4 of Niels Klim's Journey Under the Ground. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 4 The Royal Court of Potu. At last we entered the large and splendid capital of the kingdom of Potu. We were first carried to a house where all students from the country seminaries are received for the purpose of refreshment. Here we prepared for an interview with the king. In the meantime, our karate, or leader, went before to announce us to the court. On his return, we were all ordered to follow him. On our way to court, we met several small trees with printed stories in their branches. These were literary hawkers. I accidentally fixed my eye upon the title of one of these books. It was A True Account of an Entirely New and Wonderful Meteor, or Flying Dragon, which was seen last year in the heavens. I knew this was myself, and therefore purchased the book, for which three kilak, about two cents, were demanded. On the title page I found an engraving of myself, as I appeared while hovering over the planet, accompanied by boat-hook and rope. We now approached the castle, an extensive series of battlements and buildings, more distinguished for its strength and delicacy of finish than for splendor. It presented to my view a very singular, and I may say rural, appearance from the vast number of trees on the walls. It was now noon, and the dinner hour. The king wishing to see me before he dined, I was brought alone to the dining hall. The king received me very graciously, uniting in a remarkable degree, while addressing me, mildness of tone with dignity of expression. At my entrance into the hall, I knelt before the throne. The king demanded the meaning of the ceremony. Having told him the reason, he remarked that such worship was due only to the divinity. When I had raised myself, he put to me several questions, demanding how I had come down, the reason of my journey, my name, where I came from, etc., all which questions I answered truly. Finally, he inquired concerning my religion and was evidently much pleased with our creed. I was ordered to wait till dinner was over. At the table were seated with the king, the queen, prince, and Cadoc, or great chancellor. At a certain sign, a maiden tree entered, bearing in her eight branches as many dishes, which was the number daily served at the royal table. Another tree entered with eight bottles, filled with as many different juices. In the dinner conversation, frequent mention was made of myself. After dinner, the king ordered me to show my testimony. After reading it, he looked at my legs. The karate are perfectly right, said he, and their advice shall be followed. A kiva, or secretary, was now sent for to enter me, among others, in the royal register of promotion. This kiva was a tree of remarkable external appearance. He had eleven branches, a singular number, and was able to write eleven letters at once. With this tree I afterward became very intimate. He wrote all the letters which I, as footman, carried about the country. On receiving my appointment, I went to bed. Although I was much fatigued, I could not get any sleep for a long while. However, I fell at last into an uneasy slumber, from which I was suddenly roused by an uncommonly large monkey, which, on opening my eyes, I found playing all manner of tricks with me, much to the amusement of several young trees, my companions. 
The king laughed heartily over the jokes of the monkeys when they were related to him, but at the same time ordered me to be clothed in the subterranean manner, that is, ornamented with branches, as I had been at my first arrival below ground. My European clothes were taken from me and hung up in the museum with the following description attached. Dress of the creatures above ground. After my fright from the monkey, I got no more sleep. In the morning I rose with the sun and went to receive my charge for the day. An innumerable number of errands were given me to perform, together with letters and documents directed to all parts of the country. This life I led four years. During my rambles I studied the character of the inhabitants and copied as far as possible their habits. The people generally are distinguished for their politeness of their manners and the sensibleness of their notions. The citizens of the town of Mahalki only are wanting in refinement and judgment. They are thorn trees, very obstinate and crabbed in disposition, and great gossips withal. Let one take you by the button, and you cannot get easily away. Each province is peopled by its own race of trees. In the country each village has one sect, but the large cities contain a mixed population. I had a good opportunity, as courier-general, to observe the peculiarities of these people, and I shall now describe their polity and religion, their laws and sciences. End of chapter 4